Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has chastened me sorely. The reading is from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I do not lie. At Damascus, the governor under King Aretas guarded the city of Damascus in order to seize me, but I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped his hands. I must boast, there is nothing to be gained by it, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I wish to boast, I shall not be a fool, for I shall be speaking the truth. But I refrain, but I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me, and to keep me from being too elated by the abundance of revelations. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I besought the Lord about this, that it should leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me.
And as he came and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and he gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us. And God has visited his people. Glory to Yesterday, October 6th, we commemorated St. Thomas the Apostle. You remember him. He is sometimes called Doubting Thomas, right? St. Thomas was the one who doubted Christ's appearance to the others after the resurrection. The one who insisted on feeling Christ's side with his hands and finger. The one who wanted to touch where Christ was pierced in order to believe in the resurrection. St. Thomas may have doubted, but his doubt led him to a deeper faith. Today in the gospel, we read about a different resurrection. Today we read about the sad scene of the widow in the Galilean town of Nain, losing her only son. Her son was not only her last close living relative, he was also her her only means of financial support. In short, when she lost her son, she lost everything the last member of her family, and her only means of living. Where was God in this widow's suffering? Even if we can't relate exactly to the poor widow's suffering, all of us have suffered at some point in our life. And when we suffer, we react in different ways. Some of us keep or even strengthen our faith in our time of suffering, while some of us do not. Some of us become more aware of God in the midst of suffering, while some of us lose sight of God in the gloomy cloud of our suffering and, like Thomas, are filled with doubt. In today's epistle lesson, however, we have an example of someone who persevered rather than doubted in the face of suffering. 
St. Paul remained steadfast rather than crumble in the midst of his suffering. He wrote the following to the Corinthians. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I besought the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Unquote. Christ didn't promise that Christians wouldn't suffer in this world. On the contrary, if Christ experienced suffering, we too will experience suffering. In today's epistle lesson, St. Paul wrote how he asked three times, three times that this difficulty, this thorn in the flesh, whatever that was, be taken away. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. We must remember that Christ didn't promise we wouldn't suffer. Rather, St. Paul and many of the saints, as well as you and I, suffer. But we don't do so alone. God is with us. God offers us hope in the face of suffering, just as he did to St. Paul. In today's gospel lesson, the parade of death, the funeral procession in Nain, went, uh, meets the parade of life, Christ and his disciples. Christ, the gospel says, had compassion on the widow. He tells her, do not weep. Not because we shouldn't grieve loss, no. But rather, as St. Cyril of Alexandria explains to us, it is because he's about to work a great miracle. Christ touched the funeral bier, and the young man came back to life. The young man received the saving touch of Christ. To dispel any doubt of God's power, the gospel writer recorded what happened next. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and he gave him to his mother. Just like St. Thomas, the widow saw, heard, and felt the proof of the resurrection. So in the epistle and the gospel lessons today, we have two situations where, God, where people suffered. Where people suffered. The first, in the epistle lesson we learn that St. Paul had faith and courage despite his suffering and difficulties, his thorn in the flesh. He had faith and courage and never succumbed to doubt, although God never removed his thorn in the flesh. As we know, St. Paul's suffering and difficulties continued until the end of his earthly life. The second situation, by contrast, in the gospel lesson, we read how God delivered the widow from her suffering, even in her earthly life. The two readings offer us two examples, one where God miraculously helped someone in this life, 
while in the epistle reading, St. Paul, in his rock-solid faith, knew that God would deliver him from his difficulties and suffering in the life to come. God surely has compassion on us. He does this in two ways. First, not only is there the comforting promise of eternal life, where there is no pain, sorrow, and suffering, he also reaches out to transform us in this life. God reaches out to touch us, to resurrect our thoughts and feelings to a higher life, one dedicated to God. He reaches out to touch us, to help us to have a rock-solid faith like St. Paul, who, despite his sufferings and difficulties, continued in the certainty of God's saving crucifixion and resurrection. St. Paul's mind was elevated above the sufferings in this life, having hope in the life to come. When we suffer, when we doubt, when we are sad and lonely, Christ reaches out to touch us every time we reach for him. We, too, can reach out to Christ in our difficult times, like St. Thomas did. St. Thomas's reaching out to touch the side of Christ led to a deeper faith. But not only do we reach out to to Christ to touch Christ, but Christ himself reaches out to touch us. He reaches out and touches us and raises us from the funeral bier of sadness and unbelief to a new life of faith and resilience in God. When we suffer, when we doubt, when we are sad or lonely, Christ reaches out to touch us, to heal us, to have compassion on us, or to simply walk with us in our suffering. But in every case and at all times, he is there. Let us allow God the Father to pour his grace and compassion on us. Let us allow Jesus the Son to walk with us. Let let us, like St. Paul, allow the Holy Spirit to abide in us so that we accept God's words. My grace is sufficient for you. And every time we reach for him, let us all grasp his resurrecting touch with rock-solid faith. Amen.